Welcome to Fly on the Wall, a podcast where you have the opportunity to listen in on a live coaching conversation. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And now for today's episode. What can we dive in today? How can I serve you today? So, man, um, so for today, I guess I want to go about, you know, still, and we've talked about this before even, uh, about finding ways to drive people to our early service. Mm -hmm. Because even though we're in a brand new building, our second service is already we got overflow. <laughs> so, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, and then our, in our first service, man, the people who attend it love it. They don't, if we talk about moving that service or something, they go crazy. I mean, they love that service, yeah. but there's, you know, you're talking the difference between 300 at one service and 60 at the other. Yeah. And so, um, I would love for that. To, and, and the thing about that is that service has grown. The, the early service has grown. Um, it, it's most of our, um, uh, more, uh, I, you know, I just call it what it is, is our older people um, and yep. uh, that like it. But, you know, but there's starting to be some young families that attend that. And so the service is growing. Um, I think we just need to find a way to increase that and to, to concentrate more, hit, hit, hit that harder on promoting or getting people to, to come to that service. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that always becomes tough, man. When you start going into two services or three or four services, there's always that one that just, you know, kind of struggles and you try to get it to that next level. Um, have you tried? And the only thing I know to do, because I don't have some big magic, uh, you know, recipe to help, <laughs> to help right. make it happen. But the one thing that I have found to be good is when, um, let's say, yeah, in, in this case, you got 301, 60 and another. Uh, and is there a way, and you maybe have tried it, I don't know if it'd be one-on-one, -on -one, I don't know if it'd be in groups, I don't know if it'd be whatever, but is there a way to get 60 or 70 people to say, for the next six months, we'll go to the first service? Right, right. That's the only thing I've ever seen work. And But if you put a short term on it and just say, hey, man, would you commit to go to this first service just for six months so we can get some momentum? Because once the momentum gets going, and some of those people make relationships in that first service, they'll just probably keep going to it. Right, but right. If you tell them, will you do it forever? They'll tell you no. If you'll say you'll do it for six months, they'll probably tell you yes. Yeah. Uh, at least some would. But that is probably the best thing that I've seen because move them over, tell them it's just six months. Don't tell them when the six months is up because <laughs> they'll probably just keep going. But it allows the momentum to pick right, up. Right, to keep rolling. And I think one of the challenges that we have in that that causes the big discrepancy isn't so much time or anything it's that those services are not identical um so looking back don't know if that would have been something we do you know we do one that's acoustic yeah. and kind of real quiet the yeah. one's literally called drcc loud right where it's yeah. it's full band and all that so oh, okay. so the so the services are different so i've got to get the people who wouldn't mind who you know and the funny thing is, is you have people who are so um they're just so grooved into that quiet easier going service and then there's just so many more people that come in and they want the energy and the and the, the you know the the louder more younger style is what it is what, what, um, what the time message are, is the same what time are the services it's at 9 and ten forty-five. well something for you to consider if you're talking about and i'm sure you've already thought about this either a you get some people like you said 60 people that may be more prone to that more laid back style, get them over there for six months, see if you can create some momentum and go there. Or B, you, you launch from the second service 
a third service. Yes, that's what we've kind of been maybe more more thinking of, and do it. And the third service would be identical to yeah the second. Well, because what you what you have happening there is you've got sort of this modern feel, modern music, modern whatever you want to call it, and that's attracting people. But you do have a remnant of people in your area, both in your church, but also in your area that yeah. you don't want that. They're more right. the layback, and that's fine too. Um, but that that service now. Here's the thing: that service at nine o'clock would probably survive moving it to eight thirty, um, maybe because they're more laid back and they don't want all the loud noise, and they're probably up oh, anyway. I uh, think it absolutely would survive at eight thirty. <laughs> so if I when when whenever I see someone do an eight thirty service, we say, okay, well it'll be eight thirty ten. And 1130. We keep the right. services around an hour and five minutes and we rotate the traffic in between. Now, if you're going to go second to third service, if, if that's what you guys' choice would be, I'd move it to 830, move that one to 10 o'clock, move the other one to 1130, uh, because you're moving that 1030 to 10, right? Right now, yeah. is it 1030? It's 1045. It's, 1045. it's 9 you're and 1045. Yeah, you're moving exactly in between. You're going from 1045 to 1130 or 1045 to 10. Yeah, you're moving 45 minutes either way. So you're probably going to get a little bit of a split. Now, if I, I if I were you doing that, I would take the 300 people and say, okay, how do we divide up? How do we get at least 100? We might not get a perfect 150, 150, but can we get 100 and 200? And if we can get that, um, then I would, if it was me, I would move that way for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I would just kind of be okay with, you know what? 8.30 is a handful of people. It's, well, it's 60 people, still a lot of people, but um, it's it's not never going to be as big as the other ones, but it meets a need. And right, absolutely. So I I would consider doing that, but I think you need to shift the times. And and my other fear with that, though, here's our here's the other fear with that, which not, no advice you can give me on this, I'm just telling you, is, um, <laughs> is if we go to two services like that off of the 1045 and we get one, that grows as large as that, like we struggle right now. Our parking is so bad. So we almost need another 10 minutes to get everybody cleared out because I can pull off the small service in between and, and the big service coming in. Yeah. But if I have two, two big services that I need to flip out of that parking lot, I mean, I, Chris, dude, we got people parking in the grass, pulling two inches from our lake, all in the back. <laughs> everywhere yeah. i mean we got cars everywhere i mean yeah. it looks like it, it it sometimes there's it's just amazing it's like did everybody drive their car their self it's like <laughs> i think every single person drove their car by their self even even the preschoolers drove their own cars <laughs> well you know you're doing an awesome job god's doing amazing things and and we've been coaching with you for years now and it's been an amazing journey watching what god's doing i think that is the next natural step I think that one of the things is you, you would have to just get very, very, very tight on your services. There is no room for going over. You're just going to have to really tighten it and stay to it, you know, and, and that's just the way it is. Like whether, whether, whatever that is, hour and five minutes or whatever, but you're going to have to stay to it. That's the only way to make it survive. But you don't want to, you don't want to let the fear or the fight to stick with your schedule interfere with a couple hundred more people getting to the church and finding Christ. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we stick pretty close to our, we, our services now are an hour and 10 minutes. Um, yeah. 
And uh, we stick pretty close to that. Now we don't have to obviously on the second service at this point, because there's nobody else coming in. So we've got freedom there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, other than that, we still stick pretty close to it. Yeah. That's what I would do. I, I would really consider going to that third service. I'd consider changing the times, stick to your schedule as tight as possible. Uh, and then just, go from there but these are the right problems you want to have man you're you're right yeah good problems right dude, yeah, yeah. they're a lot different than the first day we met uh so yeah, yeah. <laughs> look what got us done. The, try to get anybody in the parking lot <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah exactly awesome exactly um, what else you got um and then the other thing i got man is i, I need to and this is just something mainly kind of pastorally advice really from you so um but we need an effective way to help and to deal with leaders who are struggling and because of their because of whatever personal struggles they have right for some reason as humans what we tend to do when we struggle we, we disconnect um and so what happens there is, is things start not getting done and we want them to know we support them. But at the same time, I need your stuff to get done, right? You know, right. Um, things that happen. And so, you know, what do we do? You know, how do you deal with your leadership team when you know that the things that are not getting done the way you want them are not because they're mad or disgruntled or because they're mean or because they're lazy. It's because they're struggling, how do we help them and, you know, not grow frustrated with them and not want to, you know, what's, a, you know, how do you deal with your, with your team when, yeah. you, when you have things like that? That's a great question, Brian. The, I, I think you need to consider, and I don't know all the situations, we don't need to get into all the situations, but a few things I would consider. One, do they really even need to be in ministry right now? Like, is there something happening in their marriage and their family and their personal life that's causing them to not be focused, to not be able to give the energy and time that they volunteer and give? And so you want to be able to look at that and think, maybe they don't need to be in ministry and maybe the right thing to do as the shepherd, the right thing to do as a shepherd to the sheep is I got to give them some rest. So that yeah. might be, I'm not saying that's the situation. I would bet that once in a while, that's the situation where you need to step in and say, love you. You're awesome. This leadership position will always be here for you. Why don't you take a few months and just relax? Because I know you're going through a lot in your marriage or whatever it is. Right. Uh, I, I would say that'd be one thing. If it's not a situation where it's about health, maybe they're not, um, you know what I mean? They're not. Maybe it's not about health as in, as in like, you know, there's maybe there's a challenge physically or emotionally or financially or relationally, whatever. If there's not a challenge there, then you have a different issue. You might have a capacity issue. So maybe, maybe it has nothing to do with the personal life. It's just a capacity issue. Like they're not really, they don't even have the capacity in their own skill set or ability to even accomplish what you need to accomplish. Right. So you're going to get frustrated. It's like if you and I were out at the basketball court, I doubt neither one of us can slam dunk a basketball. I know I can't. Uh, and so, so you would look at me, you could get mad at me all you want as a coach and go, you need to slam dunk a basketball, Sonicson. And I'll be like, it's just never going to happen, Brian. It's right. not in my right. capacity. Now move that over to leadership. I'm frustrated at Joe and Susie. Yeah, but you're expecting them to do this, and it's just not going to happen. 
Right. Uh, and so I think once you get past to if they're a personal struggle and they might need a break, you got to look and say, man, do I got the right people in the right seat? Because it might be a situation that their capacity is just not there. Uh, right. And now I now either I put the wrong person in or uh, and that could be an issue altogether or I need to adjust their where they're at the, on the bus. But it could be a capacity issue, which is really frustrating because as a pastor, you're getting frustrated they're feeling like they might be feeling like you know i don't know letting you down or not feeling they're not feeling like they're winning it's a it's a lose-lose situation but what i wouldn't do is what i wouldn't definitely not do brian is and i'm not saying you're doing this but i wouldn't ignore it i would sit down with joe and Susie, let's call them and just say hey here's what's kind of expected in the role here's what's been happening can you speak into that? That phrase, Brian, whenever you're confronting someone, whenever you're confronting me or whenever you're investigating what's going on with a leader, maybe it's not confronting, but investigating that phrase, can you speak into it? It is such a non-threatening phrase versus, Hey, this is what I'm really looking for. You guys aren't hitting it. Um, and I need you to hit it or otherwise, you know, we got to talk something else. Like that's just defense, defense, defense. But if you're like, here's where I need you to be. It's not quite happening. Can you speak into that for me? Yeah. That's a really non, non offensive way to, to let them start talking. Then you can make a decision. Either they just need to take a break or they're just not the right people uh, for this place or position. Right. Right. And, and the situations that I've come across and, and it's not even that I have any going on right now, but you know, I'm talking more of situations where there's definitely, I've had health situations, which obviously there's nothing the person can do about that. Right. And, and, and you, you, you just show them grace and, and, you know, everybody pitches in and, and does what we can. Um, and the other ones have been not things like um, that. I would, I don't know, let's, let's say sin. It's stuff that's not, it's not sinful. It's, you know, I've never had an issue so far, thank God, where there's, you know, marital issues that are where someone's doing something wrong i mean these are just issues that, pe that these are just life and you know um you know maybe someone's i'm just going to make something up maybe someone lost a parent and they're and they're you know struggling with it or or, or a child yeah. um, and they're struggling with it you know i don't want to go in at them like a wrecking ball because things aren't happening when you know i want to go in and man, I definitely want them to know that I love them and that, yeah, I don't want to, and I don't want them to be pushed out of ministry that I honestly feel they're, you know, they're called to, yep. but, you know, but I know there's just a hump in front of them. And yep. so I think the answer that I'm, I guess I'm looking for is pray for them, obviously, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and definitely, and yeah. And, and I totally agree though, because I've had issues like, like, we're discussing too. I have had capacity issues, you know, and I've really had to look at myself and say, you know, I have to stop expecting to get out of people what God never put in them in the first place. And yep. so that's, yep. that's one thing that helps that's helped me greatly in, in leadership. I, if you set your expectations according to, you know, like you said, higher than their capacity, everybody's just always going to be frustrated. So yeah, yep. I agree. Yep. Awesome. Well, you know, and I'll, I'll paint one more stroke of paint over this picture uh, for you and for anybody that's watching the podcast is I think that's why it's so important to do everything you can to put the right people in up front. Right. 
sometimes it's just like, oh, dude, I love that guy. He's going to be there. They're going to be there. They're going to do this. They're going to do this. And then now it's like, now I got to tell them. I mean, I would never say it like this. You would never say it like this. But now I got to pretty much tell them, you don't have the capacity. You don't measure up. You got to go somewhere else. Now we know that they might get offended. It might cause an issue. They might get their feelings hurt. And I'm not saying all of it can be avoided, but some of that can be avoided by just backing up and going, okay, wait a minute. Before we put anybody into position of any sort of leadership, let's make sure that the right people at the right time doing the right job. And right. Uh, is one thing that I always tell people, it's a lot easier to divorce someone before you get married. So don't, don't put them into a position. And then because you're going to create that conflict with them, uh, and it's unfortunate because they're going to get their feelings hurt. So that's why I always say up front, know, you know, do your best to vet the person, to think about it, to make sure that they're the right person for the right role. Uh, make sure that they've kind of proven themselves that they can handle it. Otherwise, you set yourself up for a very possible difficult conversation, possible difficult circumstance. Who knows? Then they leave the church. They get upset at you. But Anyway, I just always go to, just be careful. Here's one thing I, I've always said in business, hire hard, manage easy. Yeah. Hire right. hard is, I don't just throw people in positions. I really think it through. I really talk to them. And if I take the time to kind of hire, although they're volunteers, but if I take the time up front, it's a lot easier to manage. But if I throw people into position, it's a lot more difficult to manage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay something to keep in mind but what else, like that man we got a few minutes left anything else you want to chat about um you know man I, that's really that's really all i got i mean we still have the the same old struggle that every pastor probably asks and comes on how do we get new people to give how do we get more money how do we you know <laughs> how do we how do we get more growth but you know man we're doing i, I really can't i can't complain at this point man we we thank god right now we're just rolling um so right. good and, and that's one thing you know you told me in the beginning is you know it's like once you get it running you know once you it, it, you can't turn the titanic on a dime but once you get it once you get it swinging in the right direction you know um and that's what we're seeing we've seen that um yeah. here over the last you know four to five years and we weren't one that turned on a dime and uh, you know it's taken us some time and some work and 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 it took god putting some people in the right place at the right time and 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 you know man it's just so we're we've we're just really feel like we're steamrolling right now man we're we're growing in a in uh in an age where churches are not growing um uh, we we see new faces every week um and uh, right. i'm just thankful for that at this point at the, at the at the rate that churches are closing and at the rate that that people are saying that they don't they don't do church anymore and and how this generation has came up and um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely feel blessed and in a good position. Good. Well, dude, I'm proud of you, bro. Um, I'll never forget us meeting for the first time in Florida and, uh, and, yeah. and, uh, just, you were pretty discouraged that day and just watching what God has done and, and, uh, so honored that, you know, there's some of our fingerprints on that ministry and that we've been able to partner with you over these months and years and just continuing to watch God do incredible things. So keep up the good work, dude. Tell your wife, I said hello. And, and uh, thanks for being on the call today, brother. And anything I can absolutely do, always here to serve. All right, man. We love you, man. Love you too, bud. We'll see you, man. All right,
thanks for stopping by today. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and to be on the lookout for more podcasts from Fly on the Wall. See you next time.